0: Welcome to episode number 62 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. I wanna just talk about kind of the shit show of a week that it has been this week, and I I really wanna just give you a sense of um, a picture of what I have learned over the past few years in terms of my coaching tools, and why, even though it was a real shitty week, why I still, on Friday, feel... Pretty damn good. And that is a huge fucking win. So I want to take some time today and just walk you through it and um, give you some tips and pointers for you and all of you who are wanting to be nurses who live the good life. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. We talk a lot in this podcast about living the good life and whether that's, you know, first class travel or if it's having designer bags or if it's being able to go into BMW and get your fucking dream car. But here is the real skinny. Okay. Like I'm going to spill the tea so pay attention. The good life isn't luxury items. The good life really is being able to manage your shit. It's being able to cope. It's being able to not turn to food when you feel stressed. It's being able to not turn to um, Netflix and wine when you feel so frustrated and angry and you can't even see straight. It is not turning to Um, yelling at all of your priority people and taking out all of your emotional baggage on the people around you, living the good life is becoming the woman who says, no, I don't do that. I don't react. I don't avoid how I feel. I don't um, resist how I feel. I just notice how I feel and I make a conscious effort to allow myself to feel those emotions and to have a full human experience. So, um, so this week was, um, it's kind of frustrating. I'll be honest on Monday, I, um, I did something in my business that I, um, have not done before. And that caused some significant, um, oh, discombobulation and discomfort. Let's just put it that way. So Monday, and I think this is good. If you are a business owner out there, I think this is a, you can take this as your public service announcement, uh, because I think more of us need to know about this. So Monday, I get an email that um, said your Facebook account is being um, is under review because you've violated the uh, community guidelines, and you need to respond to this, um, you know, this uh, concern and verify your account. And I run very clean ads. I've run, at this point, I don't even know, 40 ads, 40 different kinds of ads at least uh, over the course of the last year. Uh, And so I have an appreciation for what works and what doesn't. And I know the subjects to avoid um, so that my ads don't get rejected. And I'm pretty good at them now. I can throw one up relatively quickly and so i was surprised but i thought well i just put up a new ad for coach training and you guys know that we're recruiting for um coach training and then we've got a new webinar that we're doing a new webinar series and funnel and and we have a group inside hustles and we have a handful of of, you know things going on in the background for in terms of a digital marketing strategy which most online business owners do So I thought, well, this is something I need to pay attention to, and so I clicked on the link and went to a site and it looked Facebook-ish, right? It looked legit. And it said, um, you know, log in and verify your account and, um, please submit, you know, what you've, if you want an appeal. So I fill out the form, I hit, yes, I want to appeal. And it says, in order to submit the appeal, you need to log into the account. I log into the account. And then all of a sudden there's this little bot on the screen that comes up like a little robot almost. And, um, and again, looks kind of like a little fake, like it's Facebook-esque, I would say. So, um... I get onto the site and all of a sudden there's this bot on the landing page and it's going very very slowly and I'm thinking well this is strange and um, and after about maybe a minute or two I figured something must not be right that was my first red flag and so I axed out of the screen and then I thought oh boy what have I done? Um, that was my initial thought because I figured I may have, um, just exposed myself. So sure enough, within, um, the next 24 hours, my account was essentially disabled from me using it as the business owner. Um, I was um, restricted in terms of my access and given only partial access to my ad account. They, I had four ad accounts within my uh, Meta uh, Business Suite, and one of them was um, uh, rendered pretty much useless by um, the two hackers whoever got in two bots. I don't know what if these are people on the other end or they're just bots. I'm not sure, but um, but one of my accounts was rendered. Um, Uh, Where I could not use it and I was made to have only partial uh, access to be able to number one remove the credit card I couldn't do that anymore and then number two I could not um, um, Review any of the ads and I couldn't um, uh, close down the account so which was problematic, so I figured that um, I Started to um, send an email to Facebook and didn't hear anything. So the next day I went on on Tuesday. And by Tuesday, then I was starting to get an email that said that there were a few new ads running. And then I started to get the bill for said ads. So um, this happened on Tuesday, happened again on Wednesday. I finally um, you know, hadn't heard from Facebook support team. I went online and did an online chat with someone. He, This person on the other end said that they were gonna put a request in. Um, then another 10 ads went up onto the account and queue another $1,300 in ad spend. Um, in the meantime, I did not think to close down my credit card, which um in hindsight was um something that a step that I missed, and uh, but it wasn't something that immediately came to mind. Then on um by uh yesterday, I think I um got an email from one of the marketing um pros that I use at, Met- at uh, Meta and um they, when they got on the phone, they said, hey, you know, for a scheduled appointment, um, they said, hey, you know, what do you want to like, do you want to talk about using the new lead form? And I said, no. In fact, I said, my account's been hacked and I'm still waiting for some confirmation of a support ticket. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, there's been no support ticket put in. So, we, she put in a formal support ticket. Um, a couple hours later, the support people called me. In the meantime, though, I had been able to go into my accounts and to delete all of these false ads and also then to change. Even though I couldn't remove my credit card, I was able to change the CBV code on it so that hopefully, you know, the credit card wouldn't run through. Um, but Facebook also is set up in an interesting way where if your credit card is there, it will just bill you. And I have a billing threshold set for every $250 I spend in ads, it will send me a, um, a receipt. So I knew that these ads were going up because I was getting these receipts, one for $900, one for $250. Um, and so so I then today called their credit card company and um, put uh, close the card and the account down. Um, and Facebook also put a temporary hold on my account, So, and they are officially looking into it. So so that was really interesting and um, frustrating because I was waiting, thinking that, you know, between sending an email initially and then trying to, con- uh, you know, after having a conversation with an online chat um, person, I figured that that was enough to, to get it into the support queue, and it wasn't. So um, so that was frustrating. Um, so that's pile of shit number one. Number two uh, was we had COVID run through our house again. This is the third time we've had COVID in our household and we've not been the family that like where everybody gets sick. We've had like either one or two people get sick at a time and um and you know i just want to remind like tell you in case you were wondering covid still sucks it still blows and it's still not not fun it's still um you know um puts a wrench in all of the plans and the schedules and Um, it's still frustrating. So, um, and it's worrisome too. I think that's other component. I'm not as worried as I used to be uh, when we first got COVID, uh, you know, thinking everybody was going to die or that I had to be on alert for, you know, respiratory uh, distress. And, uh, you know, but it still is worrisome and it's still bothersome and it's still annoying at the end of the day. So, so we had COVID run through the household and um, we had, you know, to do the, as you know, the list of calls, phone calls to make to tell people, you know, over the weekend who we had been with and my son had had a sleepover, we had been with family and um, been with, you know, soccer people. And so making all those phone calls is never fun. And um, it's another, you know, component that, you know just feels like it's the right thing to do and, but not always the easiest thing to do because uh the kids had COVID, i decided i was supposed to speak at a conference yesterday uh and on thursday and i decided you know i just didn't feel right because i'm still in that exposure window um i don't mind wearing a mask but i figured if if for whatever reason my test turned up positive i would feel terrible about exposing you know 300 people to covid uh, when i didn't need to um so so between all that um i um you know, between kind of some of the stress of, of the business, um, stress of the family, I found myself on, you know, Thursday just feeling, you know, I, I canceled this all day conference and I had nothing on the schedule otherwise. And I figured, you know what? normally what I would do if I were to cancel an event like this and to have something open up is normally I would sit down and I would go to work and I'd be a beast about it. And I'd slog through, you know, sinking my teeth into another project. Um, Or I would, you know, make use of the time. And um, yesterday I decided I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go and sit. And I feel terrible. I feel frustrated and I feel, you know, worried and um angry and annoyed i mean so many different thoughts and models you know if you're in my coaching program you know we talk a lot about thoughts you know creating feelings and i had a lot of thoughts and i had a lot of feelings and um and i was disappointed about missing the conference and you know the opportunity for another speaking engagement which you know or are, are, it's one of the ways that i generate um you know more uh, leads and more interest in my business is by going out into the world and talking and and it's part of the um, fun of what I do. Um, you know, I love coaching and I love uh, the business side of things and running the business, but I love to get out there and do public speaking. That's really a, a um, place where I enjoy um, I enjoy what I do. And so, but yesterday I just made a decision that I wasn't going to push on through. And And here's what's so fascinating is that my brain initially resisted because I thought, well, you know, we have a couple of these sequences and I thought if I can't, advertise on facebook and i you know and so and our business comes from facebook and from facebook ads in particular then they need to come up with a pretty quick digital marketing strategy you know to really support continued um creation of leads in our business and so so i but i'll tell you you know how hard it is when you feel like your body is moving at a slower pace because you feel discouraged or you feel frustrated or you feel upset and you are stewing and you are on the verge of, you know, exploding because you feel angry. And, you know, when I get like that, not not much good comes of it, you know, and inevitably what will happen is I'll have all those thoughts and feelings rolling around in my body and in my brain. And one of the kids will ask me something and I will just lose my shit or I will I will almost lose my shit. My And I will have a very, you know, trite tone and I will get defensive and I will be an absolute you know, miserable cow to be around. And, um, and, and I know that about myself and I have no shame in admitting it. Cause that's, that's just, that's a pattern that I've had for many, many years. And, and something now that I am learning actively to choose and to make sure that I don't choose to be a, a you know, an asshole to the rest of my family when I feel overwhelmed, stressed, burdened, frustrated, worried, disgusted, angry. Um, so yesterday was a great example. So I got in bed. I I got up. I um, I um didn't walk. You know, get up and do my usual walk, which as you know, I talk about it a lot on the podcast. I get up at five thirty most mornings and I walk. And I just thought, you know what? I'm gonna stay in bed, and I'm going to get my son, you know, um off on the bus, and then I'm gonna promptly get right back back into bed, and <laughs> and that's what I did. I got my one son on the bus. He just cleared uh, his uh, ability to go back to school from COVID, and um, you know, based on when his symptoms started, I got him on the bus. My other son was not yet awake, and um, was staying home. And I said, "I'm just gonna get in bed." My husband kind of looked at me, and you know, with one of these, like, "You okay?" And I said, "I'm all, I'm all good." And I got in bed, and I stayed in bed for. The most majority of the day, I um, ordered some food around about eleven. DoorDash was not available for my favorite place. If you're in Cleveland and you're gluten free, you have to go to Cafe Avalon. Um, it's over on Richmond and uh, 271, or Richmond and Harvard. It's fantastic. They have a Nashville hot chicken sandwich that's absolutely amazing, um, with this citrus slaw that's on the side and pickles and this um, this like remoulade that's it's so so good. Um, it's a sauce and it is fantastic. Um, and, and then they have this gluten-free bread. They have the best gluten-free bread in the city. Um, and gluten-free bread is not easy to do just because there are a few other, um, um, like, um, starches that have the consistency and have the stretch of glutinous wheat dough. And so it's hard to find, you know, something, rice flour just doesn't kind of have that stretch. A lot of the time it crumbles, but man, Cafe Avalon, they really are um, very adept at figuring out how to take some of the non-wheat flours and, and do wonders with them. So so I ordered um, food from Cafe Avalon. I got a, um, I got, t- and usually when I go, I get two sandwiches, knowing full well that I'll eat, you know, a quarter or a half of one of them and then I'll save it and I'll kind of nibble on it, have it for dinner or maybe lunch the next day but I got their Nashville hot chicken sandwich, which is so good. I usually get the medium spice because it's not too terribly spicy, but it's not like totally wimpy. Um, I got my son some chicken fingers, which were so delicious. These are also gluten-free and, um, and then got a Reuben, which was fantastic. It's corned beef and ham and sauerkraut and dairy-free cheese and this mustard aioli, which is fantastic. And, uh, so I got a couple of little goodies. They also had a cinnamon, a new cinnamon roll that they were trying out. So I bought one of those and I got a little banana bread cupcake and, um, you know, promptly went to Cafe Avalon um, with my hair and a pony, no bra on and some shorts <laughs> and, a, and a sweatshirt and then came home, ate my food gave my son some lunch and got right back into bed. And my son's kind of just resting. I mean, he's 13, so not, um, you know, not it doesn't need exactly, uh, you know, moment to moment surveillance. So um, but I, I had lunch and I promptly got back into bed. And I had a ginger ale, which I don't know about you, but when I was growing up and we were sick, there were like a couple staples that we used to have in our house. Ginger ale was one of them. The other thing that we used to have, for whatever reason, was saltine crackers and cream cheese. And I eat neither of those at this point because I don't eat dairy and I don't eat um, saltines because they're, they're, you know, wheat flour based. And so I... Um, So I got um, an eight-ounce can of ginger ale from downstairs in the basement. I had it with my lunch, and I just enjoyed the moment of just, you know, enjoyed the good food and enjoyed the fact that I didn't have to cook, and I um, was more than happy to support, you know, local business and Cafe Avalon and also have the benefit of some really fantastic food and, you know, and a ginger ale to, to kind of you know, just soften the the experience, right? It wasn't what I would call a joy eat. Uh, one of my clients, uh, Brittany Cole, but you guys know I've interviewed her on the podcast. Uh, she does weight loss coaching for advanced practice nurses. And she talks about, you know, having a joy eat. And we talk, you know, in terms of weight loss coaching, um, you know, and the system that she and I were both trained in, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, being, um, conscious of what we eat, right, making decisions on what we eat so that, um, you know, it's, it's in alignment with, with the goals that we set for ourselves, whether it's maintenance of weight or, or weight loss. And so I just thought like, you know, I'm going to have, I made a very intentional choice. I'm going to have a, um, you know, a ginger ale. I don't drink a lot of pop in general. And I'm going to have these, you know, these two sandwiches. And I, you know, take my banana bread muffin and I quarter it and I eat a quarter of it. And then I have, you know, a quarter of it the next day um, with my coffee. And, you know, and I just knew I did my protocol and, and didn't use food as a buffer and something that would, you know, help that would make me focus on the food and like indulge in the food and overeat. Like I didn't do any of that yesterday, which was really impressive. And I only ate when I was hungry, which is great. So I had two meals yesterday because I just didn't feel, you know, I was like super tired and annoyed and angry and frustrated. And so eating didn't feel like a priority. And I certainly wasn't going to um use food to cope because I've done that in the past and I don't do that anymore. So, um, so, you know, at the end of the day, last night, I came outside it was a beautiful evening and um we were sitting outside and um and you know sometimes when I as an entrepreneur and those of you who run your own business you'll understand this that When we are our own bosses, it's a blessing and a curse because you and I can set the hours and we are the ones essentially who determine the revenue, you know, like no client's responsible for that. I'm always responsible for how much revenue we create in the business every month. And I'm responsible for making sure that I can pay my staff and that I can pay myself and that we have enough money in the reserves to be able to, even on the low months, make sure that, you know, we're still going to function and that we've got, you know, anywhere from three to six months of um. Operating expenses tucked away, just so that if we have a couple of hard months, you know, it's not really going to mean that I've got to let staff go or or do anything like that. And and again, it's it's a blessing and a curse to know all that right about your business because if you're like me and you're someone who's a chronic overachiever and who loves to, you know, has a great deal of stamina and can work hard and can be super focused, um, you will you know sometimes look at those moments and and look at it and say, ugh. But I should be working. You know, it's a day. It's a day that I just not freed up. It's eight hours. And so I should, you know, just plow through. But what I know to be true is that when I'm feeling all of those really heavy emotions, again, when I try to just plow through all of that, the outcome just isn't great. Everything is harder to do. The emails are harder to write. The coaching's harder to do. Um, the focus is just harder to maintain. It's just, it's not pretty. You know what I mean? It's just not pretty. It's like, it's like when you go into clinic and you know, you're feeling like if you spill your coffee on yourself, if you've ever done that, if you've been in your car, you're getting out of the car, you like spill your coffee on your blouse before you even get into work. And, you know, it's just like one of those things, if you don't have an extra blouse at work or, um, you know, it, it might just be the like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Do you know what I mean? And just like everything that morning can feel harder because you're like, God bless America. I just spilled coffee all over myself and I don't have another shirt, right? And everything just feels hard. You're like, oh God, I gotta go see my first patient, right? And uh, and then, and so and so I know very much what that feels like. I know what it's like to push. And, you know, if you're on shift or you've got patients in the office sitting there, it's one thing, right? I mean, you really don't have a choice about how you feel right? When you've spilled coffee all over yourself and you're like, well, still got 25 pages on the schedule. But I know that for me, right? I I knew I had an opportunity at a day that really went from being a full day's event of speaking to um, a day that was not uh, busy and had nothing else on the calendar. And I thought, you know what? It is time to just let it all sink in and let it be there and take a break and process and be mad and angry and then move on. And here's what's so fascinating. So last night we, you know, we're sitting on the deck and um and my husband just said, you know, are you okay? In a very compassionate way and um, which I really appreciated. And I said, Yeah. I said I'm just like a lot of big emotions and just kind of working with them and and in the past I might have been um you know said to myself uh, felt kind of ashamed for doing that like i wasn't working wasn't making the money and um and he looked at me and he i'm pretty sure he understood and said okay you know do what you got to do and um and i knew that regardless of what he said i knew that i committed that day to you know just being present so um and just allowing myself to have all those emotions just kind of come and go and you know not to to feel like i had to resist them or avoid them So last night, we ended up watching Ted Lasso, and I bet it was 8.30, and I said, I'm done. I'm going to bed. I got my ass in bed, and I fell asleep. I slept so comfortably. I woke up this morning and thought, let's fucking go. Because here's the thing. When you are willing to feel your emotions, when you're willing to understand what you know, it happens at the level of your brain and what happens when your emotions get big and you try to resist them or you try to avoid them. When you are willing to feel those emotions and you are not scared of feeling any emotion for that matter, it's an amazing thing to know about yourself because here's what I want to tell you. There's no amount of um, dumb assery that could occur with my Facebook account that will ever stop me from being in business. It's just not going to happen, right? Like there's no amount of, like there's no amount of, of really shit that could happen in my business that I'm not prepared for and uh, prepared for dealing with, um, you know, my own feelings and thoughts about it. There's nothing that I can't handle in my business. And yesterday was such a good reminder of that. Even when it feels like, you know, shit's crumbling and, you know, um, I mean, if, if, I, I just think about my response a couple of years ago and my response to event a, a couple, of, an event like this a couple of years ago would have been doomsday thinking and spiraling thinking and oh my God, what are we going to do? I'm never going to hit my revenue goal and blah, blah, blah. The leads, you know, the funnels are fucked and all this. And it just would have been an absolute, um, you know, uh, spin cycle, what we call nurses living the good life, a spin cycle of thoughts. And um, where you really get just in the weeds on just feeling, you know, so overwhelmed because your brain isn't a, a mile a minute and it's all just doomsday thinking where, you know, and most of those scenarios end in like, I'm going to go broke and be homeless on the street and without a house. Right. Like that's a doomsday thinking in a nutshell for you. So um, but yesterday was not that it was not doomsday thinking. It was just allowing all those emotions to be there and not resisting them and not fighting them, but just letting them be there and allowing them to kind of roll through, um, you know, to come and to go. Because, you know, if you're willing again to do that, you comfortably, and you can say, well, if I can allow anger and frustration, disappointment and discouragement and disgust to be there, then what can I not manage? Well, frankly, if you can manage all those, you can manage just about anything. That's a beautiful thing. And if you can manage anything then you can go out and build anything and you can go and work in any system in any environment and you can work hard to you know create just about anything you want in your life right i mean that's the beauty of being able to be with your emotions and just to have emotional intelligence um and you know this is one of the defining characteristics of right dynamic and resonant leaders is being able to manage our emotions um, to process them and so that they can be present for, um, you know, what else needs to happen, right? What's going on at the level of their employees, what's going on at the level of their business so that they can look at the data and the numbers and the scenarios objectively and not clouded by all of the heavy emotion that's not been processed. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing when you can wake up the morning after and just say, I'm good. I'm over it. I have my pity party." Let's get to work, right? Good life isn't going to build itself. So let's go. Uh, and that's exactly what happened today. So I woke up this morning and um, took a shower. I did my hair. I put my makeup on, recorded a webinar. And, you know, it, it was just one of those days where I looked at the clock and said, oh, it's already two o'clock. Great, right? That's the amazing thing about becoming that version of yourself that allows yourself to feel and that allows yourself to experience any emotion. It's crazy. And if you had told me that a couple of years ago, like, and the only thing you're doing is that you resist your emotions so much that you make yourself so fucking crazy and you make your life so much harder than it needs to be because you're so resistant to feeling how you feel and you just push it away and avoid it. If someone had told me that the key to managing emotions and allowing my emotions to be there was the key to having emotional wellness and mental wellness, I would have been like, Yeah, whatever, shove it up your ass. Totally full of shit. But I'm telling you, I have seen the other side. <laughs> I'm on the other side. I am on the other side. And I'm telling you, there is something to this shit. It's like mindfulness and meditation when people are like, Just meditate and you'll feel better. You're like, fuck that. I'm not meditating. And then you meditate and you're like, wow, I actually, man, I kind of do feel a little bit better. You're like, but I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want them to, you know, like it's meditating, right? It's tapping, you know, I know. Trust me. I've been sitting in the audience when someone was told, told me to do tapping and I was like, literally, no, get out of here. And I had a lot of other expletives come out, like, you know, toward the speaker. Like, don't tell me to go and tap. Okay, lady and tapping, you know, but I mean, that's, I tell you, if you can become that version of yourself where you allow yourself to feel versus avoiding it, resisting it, coping with food, coping with wine, coping with, you know, being on your phone all fucking day. Oh my God. Can you imagine what we, what we could do if we weren't afraid to feel anything, what this profession could look like. If you and I just said, we're willing to feel it all, fucking bring it on. And I wanna remind you that that's pretty much what you do every time you show up on shift or you show up for a clinic day, you're kind of like, bring it on. <laughs> cause you have to be, cause like most of us don't have that degree of control over the schedule, right? There's like inevitably, even if you have the tightest of templating um, templates and scheduling guidelines for your front desk people, like there's still inevitably somebody who's probably gonna slip through the cracks and get on your schedule, right? So most of us just show up and we're like, well, here to work, let's get it done. I mean, I want you to think about what if you could do that for work, and if you could do that for shift, if you could do that for call, if you can do that for your clinic, what could it be like if you did it for yourself? What could that feel like? There's so much freedom there. So, um, so <laughs> if you're like, man, I think I could use that. Like, what could it be like if you were the leader who was just like, I'm here for all of it. Let's fucking go. Throw every crisis at me. I know exactly how to manage myself. Can you imagine what that could feel like? I mean, if you've been through leadership and you've been in a position where you felt a lot of discomfort because, you know, you just, um, you know, you just felt some inadequacy or some insecurity or uncertainty or you just didn't know kind of what to do. Um, and think of how how grounding it could feel to just say, I know exactly how to manage myself if I get into the weeds on feeling like totally angry or upset or ashamed or uh disgusted or resentful or bitter. I, I know exactly what to do for myself to help myself feel better. I mean, my God. Like, I just really want you to take a thought about that. What if all my administrators, what if all my patients, what if all of my staff knew how to do that? What if I knew how to do that? What if all my colleagues knew how to do it? What if every single attending knew how to do it? What if every single resident knew how to do it? What if every single student midwife knew how to do it? We would change healthcare right that change starts with us don't forget that um right being ceo of a company or being ceo showing up in the ceo role at your job even though you're not you know maybe not wear the title or own the title of ceo but showing up in ceo um, at your job in that role or with that ceo energy that starts with you becoming ceo of yourself and that process starts with you getting a grip on those emotions and you becoming the person who understands how to manage those emotions and who knows when she needs to allow them, who knows when she's resisting them or avoiding them or reacting to them. I mean, my gosh, Feel, figure out how to manage your emotions and what's not possible. Anything is possible. So, all right. So, you know, shit shows happen. Life's kind of a 50-50 battle. My coach Brooke says that all the time. And she's right, um, right? And she also says, you know, if we if we didn't have that 50% that was shitty, we probably wouldn't feel that 50% that was amazing. It wouldn't feel just quite as sweet, right? Because it wouldn't, um, we wouldn't have anything to compare it to. So um, so if you're gonna be a human and, and you and I are here for the whole human experience, and you and I are not special snowflakes who get a pass on all of the shit shows of life that occur, then I think we ought to, you know, upgrade the tools in our tool belt so that we are prepared for all these shitstorms because life is so much easier when you have them. So. So that's my plug. If you are ready and looking for some ways to upgrade your operating system to become that version of yourself that, you know, knows why she's getting stuck and why she's, you know, taking all of the frustration out on the kids or why she's losing her, you know, shit and why she's letting the little things get to her, if you want to become the version of yourself that doesn't do that anymore and declines to do it, then never does it again or who does it again but also very quickly snaps back and is like, "Oh my gosh, so sorry." Let me get back to, let me get back to myself. Let me get rooted and grounded in myself again and I'm back. If you want to become that version of yourself and, and live the good life from an emotional wellness standpoint so that you can go out into the world and conquer anything or create anything, then you should probably join Nurses Living the Good Life. Because that's where we really get clear on what it means to be an emotionally mature person. And to have an emotional maturity level of an adult and not a toddler, so that we can go in and change the world and really, you know, tackle some of the biggest problems that healthcare has, right? It starts with us. So, so you're ready? Come on over go www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com. go join today you know let's not wait another minute um you you deserve to have all of those tools and i wish i didn't at 42 have to teach them to you um i wish that we were all taught these skills at you know the ripe age of 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 but we're not so that means that we've got work to do now right um but uh come on over and join us so all right Cheers to you and your next shit show, and um, cheers to me and managing mine too, and uh, I wish you a um a wonderful experience and uh, with all the ups and downs that are included. So, all right, talk to you soon. Take care.